0: Can you see my screen? Yeah. All right. right. Go to Zoom. Preferences, audio. Click on. Original sound from musicians, high fidelity, and echo cancellation. Look, guys, we know the audio is not great. We've fallen down a couple times, but we stand back up. We figured it out. See y'all in 2024. Welcome to episode 36 of Fast and Loose. Uh, We're here with John and Tim. And we do owe Sasha a text because we're not canceling her.
1: Yeah, I think this is our second one without Sasha. And it's purely scheduling problems with all of the holiday travel. Last time it was CIM and now it's just us being chaotic in the week before New Year's. Uh, which is a very classic, like all over the place week. In our defense, I'm pretty sure Sasha is also traveling and hopefully is having a great time and should not feel the undue stress of the pod, uh, pulling her away from whatever she's doing.
0: (laughs) Just know she's seen, she's missed, she's loved.
1: Yeah, we're gonna. What we should do is we should just let Sasha have a monologue episode, uh, to make up for the lack of pod airwave time that she's had the last two episodes we just let sasha sasha has a purely solo episode which i actually think would be i mean for sasha it'd be really fun i think sasha would do a good job with it i think a solo episode sounds insane though the coffee club guys did it and i actually really enjoyed those episodes yeah uh, i think so
0: i, I think for our virality purposes that it would probably be the most listened to episode. I don't think anyone really wants to listen to, to us
1: coming. No. <laughs> out. Sasha's <laughs> Sasha's getting the clicks. Yeah. Uh, that's definite. Definitively. Yeah. Uh, it'd be fun. <laughs> cool. Um, how you doing? Dude, we're good. Holiday yeah. vibes, man. We're yeah. we're here. We're doing it. We're in rainy Portland right now. Yeah, uh, but that's okay. Just a little gray in the background, which again doesn't work for audio captured platforms. But that's all good. You're in New York, right?
0: I'm. I am in New York. I'm in uh the parents' basement right now. Which the the funny thing is, like, I have like reverted back to like being home from school, where it's like I totally have an apartment ten minutes away, and it's a normal work week. But I've just been coming here, working from home here, because my siblings are back, and it just feels right to be at the yeah. right place.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's the holiday. Everyone under one roof, and then you can all be kids. Right, uh, yeah, exactly. That's what it feels like.
0: Exactly, yeah. Um, all right, give us the, the flyover of Australia.
1: You were, just give me like yeah. a sentence on Australia. Yeah, uh, Australia was sick. New Zealand was sick. Everyone should go. Um, and it's like way more accessible than I think people think it is. I I will empathize. I have to call bullshit on that. No, it's 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 way better than what I thought. Is like I think I thought and Aaron thought. I went with Aaron. Um, we both felt like I mean, from New York, it sucks. Like, there's no way around that. I did hear that there's apparently, allegedly, uh, a direct flight in the works from Sydney to New York which is like nuts. I actually think that would be the longest flight in the world um, at like 20 or 22 hours or something ridiculous. Um, So that sucks. But we were out on the West Coast for CIM. And from LA, while not great, like I will also big asterisks is both of the big flights that we did were not full. So Aaron got a row to herself and I had an empty seat next to me. Um, which was huge, like absolutely huge. Uh, And maybe is like biasing my feelings towards this. But like you sleep half the flight and then you like I watched the whole Beckham documentary when we were flying over there for a while I was awake and then I was there and like it wasn't that bad. It's definitely not the cheapest flight in the world, but also like compared to flying to Europe, it's not that much worse. And once you're there, it's pretty reasonable in terms of how expensive everything is so like in terms of travel it wasn't crazy you just had to wrap your head around one big flight which is why we did two weeks down there in the end like 12 hour flight for a weekend would have sucked but yeah it was awesome uh queenstown is probably the prettiest place in the world that's on the southern island of new zealand melbourne had the best food Sydney was really really pretty but definitely felt like more of a touristy city um like the way that the australians described it that i am familiar with and granted they lived in melbourne so maybe they were biased but they said that melbourne's more like the new york slash like brooklyn it's definitely not new york nor do i think they would really say it is but like had better food had better like livability and sydney felt way more like la um in terms of like had more of the like Blitz and Glam, which is also a biased New Yorker talking about LA. So uh, but it was cool. Like all of them were really, really sick. That's dope.
0: Zero being not like Middle Earth Mordor at all, and 10 being exactly like Middle Earth, what's New Zealand? Dude, uh,
1: Queenstown was like eight, and we didn't go on any of the hikes that were like actually it either. So it like it was. Kind of what you see in the movies of Lord of the Rings vibes like it was nuts the mountains and like the we did one drive to Milford Sound which was like a three hour drive out onto like the coast it's not actually the coast but like as close as you can kind of get driving and it was like you were driving up into like the misty mountains or whatever it was and like nuts super cool really really pretty Uh, lots of rivers it was sick. So
0: rad. Um, cool. Well, we took everyone through uh, the southern hemisphere, Australia. <laughs> I think the last time we spoke, because the last episode was just a rerun of Rob Perez, um, but we were in CIM, I guess. Yeah. The last thing that we did, um, what did we have going on out there? I guess I'll let you do the the flyover once again.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll do the flyover, but you are involved in this one more yeah, actively yeah. than you were in Australia. So thankfully you'll be able to jump in on that one. But nah, dude, it was sweet. I mean, yeah, we went out to CIM, which is why we gave Sasha the week off last time so she could focus on her race. Uh, no excuses this time. Again, sorry, Sasha, that's okay. Uh, CIM was sick. We went out there essentially to like pace... As many OTQers as we could, um, which was super fun. So, myself, John, and Aaron paced the women's pack. And then we had Brendan and Liam pacing the men's pack. Shout out to everyone. That was awesome. um Pretty much everyone went like 13 to 16 miles, except for Brendan, who got very excited and ran 22. Uh, which was really funny. I saw Brendan immediately after the race and he was so jacked up about how good he felt. He's like, bro, I could have ran the entire thing. Uh, And then I had a really fun idea of Brendan staging like a, a... uh, at the wire kind of video where he like turns the corner and pretends his hamstrings cramping uh, and like would have gotten exposed because everyone would have realized that this guy is a 215 guy. But uh, thankfully we had, I mean, in the end, we had Darrell Hardy who actually did that, which was really, really cool. Uh, Darrell is obviously very legitimately for all the right reasons, getting a ton of love as someone who like barely snuck under the standard. I think it was two seconds in the end. Um, Super cool video of him like sprinting across the line. But Johnny Hoag So hit the standard, which was super cool to see. Uh, and then a bunch of other people that we were out there with who didn't hit the standard, but like still sent it. The in particular, a friend of mine is Sean Grossman. Uh, mostly because I accidentally just cc'd him on an email about Orlando to everyone. That's a fun little tidbit, John, that I don't think I've gotten to share <laughs> with you yet. Uh, he his his email snuck in there, so I, I had to text him an apology. Uh, he's being very nice about it. He said he only cried for 20 minutes. Uh, <laughs> I haven't responded to that text yet. so <laughs> We'll see if he's serious don't, or not. I, I cried for
0: 20 more minutes. (laughs)
1: yeah exactly i really hope he's not crying but no it was cool we also did a little pop-up um and then would be remiss if we didn't mention our boy joe Greer was out there as well didn't have the race he wanted but still sent it which was cool um yeah john i mean you were one of the pacers i think you ended up going 16 miles on the nose uh which was fun in a cotton t-shirt as well so that's at least worth like 28 so uh i felt like shit
0: (laughs) I'm gonna be honest with you, like I, I think I turned to you at one point, and everything you had just said totally echoed. I mean, it was like one of the coolest things I was ever a part of uh, in my running career. I think, and I've I've been around the sport for a long time, so it was definitely uh, very grateful to be a part of it. But like, I turned to you, I think at like twelve miles, and I was like, I think I'm gonna go twenty, and I felt like great at the at the moment. Twelve miles, we were like clicking off like low 550s 555s on the nose and I was like man I feel great and then I think this is just how the marathon goes disclaimer I've never run a marathon before but like I think it's how it goes I I got to 15 and a half miles and things started to go my glutes my hamstrings I just felt them like pulling in ways that I didn't want them to pull and I was just like I'm done I I feel great I can have a conversation I can like Make a phone call right now, but like my legs are just absolutely trash and I have not recovered since. Like my hamstring yeah. is, still, is still pulling at me, which is kind of ass.
1: No, no. Have you ran since CIM? That's a good question.
0: That's a really good question. And um, I'm I'm gonna go with zero miles <laughs> <laughs> i run literally zero miles
1: oh man I mean it was funny like when because I draw I stopped at 15 but then jogged a mile cool down to 16 mostly because I could feel what you were describing like happening and I was like I just like I shouldn't run much further than this because I'm not going to be capable but it was a fun like I met up with you at 16 to get in an Uber and like your body had really fallen apart in the like 10 minutes since I'd last seen. (laughs) I had like fell apart badly, man. It was just, it was not good. But other than that, I was
0: honestly pretty surprised. It was my first time in a marathon pack. So obviously, you know, the first five miles, there's like this adrenaline of like bodies flying everywhere, but like the intensity of like that pack for an hour and a half plus was like totally palpable like you could feel like an imminent sense of of like urgency um with with within like the women and even like the men in the group who were like pacing or like had a job to do it was like um i think i i hear a lot about like okay you do a marathon you just like turn off the mind and it's like not characterized necessarily as like a very like active race mentally uh there's a lot of like just turn the mind off go to sleep and like wake up at 20 miles and that's when the race starts but like I did not experience that at all um I, I felt like I was on at all points and maybe that's just the pacing but like I even felt like the women were on at all points too was just like we're good or checking the watch or like finding their bottles or I don't know is that mainly because of this otq goal or is it like that in chicago as well like yeah I i was most struck about in that
1: pack yeah i i think it's more the otq thing for sure it's not like people don't do that but like it is more of everything that people normally do just with like how uh Like, find the margins of error are essentially it's like a lot of those people especially just the the circumstance that they that we were there with it was like a day before the the qualifying window closed so for all intents and purposes it was like the last day to qualify for the trials um, because there's not a marathon being run on a Monday or a Tuesday so like that was the last day Uh, And what you saw, which I think we actually felt as well, because we got ourselves to the finish line and were able to see like a lot of the people that we were running with um, in the best way possible. It was like a lot of people who needed everything to go right were shooting their shot, which is really cool. Um, And obviously, like not everything always goes right. So we're standing at the finish. And I think we probably saw people that we'd been running with, um, some of whom did qualify, but some of whom ran like. 10 minutes slower than the standard and probably even slower than that. I, it's like as people are coming through you kind of don't realize how like quickly the clocks moved. Um but like all of that's happening in the last 10 miles which is pretty crazy to to see it happen but like I will say as well and I think there's been a lot of this conversation since like CIM's great and the weather's usually perfect and it was definitely a little bit warmer that day and I think the sun was also a little stronger than people thought it would be which Most of the time doesn't matter, but when it's like on your best day, you might be a 236 59 marathoner. One or two things go wrong, and where you'd usually adjust and run a little bit slower, like the marathon is super unforgiving in that way. And I mean, honestly, it's part of the fun to see it It happen on the guy's side, it happened on the girl's side. Um, tons of qualifiers though coming off of both sides, and then again, like. I like think a lot of people that like shot their shot, which is super cool. And, and if they didn't do it, they're looking at kind of what's next or hopefully taking a bit of a break still. Um, but I'm sure you'll see a lot of those people go to Boston or or pick a half marathon. I mean, there's a few people we've been talking to Ethan, the guy who got DQ'd in Philly um, and he's going to run like the, the 20 K champs and then do some shorter stuff. Like he, he has no interest in doing another marathon. And, and I think that's kind of the fun is like, you qualify to get to do another marathon you missed it yeah you, you get to to pick and choose what you want to do at that point which is kind of fun yeah
0: no mad love to all those people They that was a really inspiring weekend to be a part of just because it's like super fucking random like just this one race that everyone decides that they can run fast at and what I realized I've heard about sam forever. And like, it has this lore of being this moment where people go for glory. It's not a fast course. Like it, it's just like objectively not a very fast course. And so it was really cool to see that people have just like made it their mission mentally. They're like, okay, the, the power of the collective, right. It's like, we're all just going to decide to converge onto this shitty ass Sacramento city and decide to run fast. You know, it's like, it's really cool. I loved it. Um, and like for anyone who didn't get it, you know, there's a dime a dozen marathons that you can build for. Um and for everyone who did get it, like we'll see y'all in Orlando. I mean, super Yeah.
1: That. No, I think you struck on one of the like hot takes. It shouldn't really be a hot take is like it, the the optimist or the like defending C I M like it's usually the weather's perfect and there's a, such a concentration of fast people. We didn't have perfect perfect weather this year. It was still good, but yeah, I I'm fully in agreement with you. Like the course itself, <clears throat> it's not like super slow by any means, but it's not fast. Like that's that can be our hot take from the podcast, which brings us to internet fame and virality. Um, but yeah, like everyone, everyone's showing up at CIM now. And like, I think it's really just a self-fulfilling prophecy. I was watching one of the, what's his, I think you got dinner with him, Floberg, Flo, Mm -hmm. Eric. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, we got to meet him, which was cool, but I was watching his recap video. And I think he said something that it's like maybe a 12,000 person race. And it was like 3,000 or 4,000 people sub three, maybe even more. And that's crazy. Like, but that's not the course that's doing it. It's just a self-fulfilling prophecy where like a bunch of people who are capable or have the goal of going sub three have decided that they're going to peak for CIM. Like I pretty firmly believe that if everyone went to uh, Chicago or Berlin, those mm-hmm. are faster courses. Like they're, they're easily faster courses. The the next frontier Kyle Merbers talking about this a little bit of like how he used to be a CIM hater. Cause he thought it was like a cheater course. And then he went and ran it and was like, Oh, why does everyone talk about this? Uh his the next frontier is a Valencia and whether Valencia is a real course or not. Cause we get Bekele running what like 203, 202, uh, mm-hmm. which like that man's 41 years old now. Like what the hell is going on in Valencia, apparently? Right. No, seriously. That
0: one is just like just brutal to go
1: to. It's like,
0: you know, you can go to a CIM and make it, you know, a thousand dollar trip. And you know, most people. Are common people that are running the marathon. Yeah. To, you know, 20 person, it's like you probably still have a job. Eric has four kids. It's like, yeah. you're not going to go to Valencia. <laughs> it's just like not, like, unless you're just the Capri boys, which I like, love them to death, but like none of them have jobs or real jobs. And <laughs> it's
1: like, you can take some time off and, yeah, and like, just you all know, good. have the all, family at home.
0: Yeah. They're all just young, like LA awesome people but like they can just like mess off for a couple of days whereas like a lot of people can't so i guess cim's our version of valencia
1: yeah i was laughing at eric's video where he was like i flew into san francisco and drove to sacramento and he only did it because he had to fly back home the night of the race and there was the only direct flight to chicago or something was like out of san fran and i was like jesus man like that's tough right i respect it but like dude that sucks um but yeah valencia seemed cool the capri boys went and crushed but yeah it's definitely a different lifestyle yeah love
0: those guys i also you know i don't have a real job either
1: so (laughs) (laughs) go to valencia dude we're all going to valencia (laughs) next year is what i'm hearing except valencia also sounds like it's real because uh uh, Chepta guy ran like a, a 70 minute second half or whatever it might be. Oh he didn't God. actually, I, mean, I think it was like 68 minutes, but for him, that's slow. It, it,
0: he's, I mean, the thing is,
1: he's done, there's
0: precedent for Chep guy doing this. Like he did it, yeah, world cross and yeah. 13 or something where and that was even before chepty guy was chepty guy where he's like this random like young ugandan who was just like doing the moonwalk (laughs) on the cross country like the classic like legs are jelly you know yeah he's done this before where he can just go out so hard and i guess that's what makes a world-class athlete is like the ability to shut off any part of your brain that says like this is dumb you should not be going this hard where like he can turn that off and just go and sometimes you end up on the wrong side of history there but it's like the definition of you know take chances or there's some pre-quote that is like aligns perfectly with with yeah
1: exactly no but you're right it's like I don't think anyone like me and you probably couldn't do it nor could anyone I would venture to guess anyone listening to the podcast which is like take yourself to that place where you're literally like collapsing don't. like don't. if i was in chapter guy she's like yeah you could tell me to go out hard but i'd at some point my like internal system would start to tell me like you need to slow down and i would slow down like right. that that's just what has happened to me that a few races before namely marathons like I, I haven't keeled over but like you think about like chapter guy or what cooper tier did and i mean even good at world cross this year like collapsing in the last hundred meters it's like i don't think i could collapse from running if i wanted to because i think i would just slow down before that i would get there and that's what it's exactly what you said like a mental ability maybe not a good ability but like it's what helps make the runner runners good at what they're doing or like any athlete for that matter the ability to like shut off pain or shut out external noise even if it's in your own head
0: (laughs) yeah totally no i mean he's he's one of my favorite to watch um also just a, a tangent on pro runners but Yomif Kajalcha running like 1250 in the road 5k like two weeks ago that guy's just classic I think I put on my Instagram he's like the he's like on the Mount Rushmore of our generation but that's a sidebar because I don't know if anyone is like that nerded out about right now
1: that's uh the, the Yomif one isn't that it's only front of mine because I was reading Marbo's newsletter this morning and like they did their, like, 2024, like, athlete of the year. And one one person, I can't remember who it was, picked Yomif because he's, like, there was some stat in there that he's, like, won only two races this year, but he's finished second to a lot of these, like, insane performances. Like, I I think it was maybe the Florence 5K or something where he was, like neck and neck, maybe it was pre actually where he was like next to Burega or something. Oh, yeah. um, but he's like just ran ridiculous range. I think he's ran like 58 something in the half and then all the way down to like a 350 mile or something ridiculous. Um he's nuts. Though the actual 2024 athlete of the year is probably Faith Kippiegon yeah, um probably. just because she like, redefined running. On oh, track I actually
0: wanted to talk to you about this because I haven't done any research, and I know that you are probably more informed, but IAAF for World Athletics had their, like, 2024 awards, and, like, I saw... Um, Noah Lyles. Noah Lyles, like, get super, like, zesty on Instagram about, like, him being pissed off, but then I was just like, ah, whatever. Like, I didn't really... <laughs> But what did you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that happen and I didn't have the context of that either. And I got very curious about what was going on, Um, it, 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 which is also funny. I love no allows for what it's yeah, worth. I think no, no allows man. is like yeah. awesome for the sport. No allows gets like worked up about random stuff sometimes and it confuses me. Um, this like kind of feels like that, but maybe I mean, you can have your opinion. I think it feels a little weird. I mean it's weird on both ends apparently what actually happened is like the IAAF does like athlete of the year of the year like athlete of the year awards um I'm assuming you can still hear me there we go my face unfroze sorry audio Mm -hmm. people I was watching my face freeze um but yeah they do this like and I don't actually know how it happens they nominate people and I think there's part fan voting there's part like ballots it's kind of like all-stars and other sports from what i understand but they the the interesting and intrigue about it is there's one across like all these disciplines and apparently what happened in the short of it is that they split the award and gave it to multiple people this year um so with that so it wasn't one athlete it was like a field event a jumps event a track event um actually more than that which on paper sounds fine I think where it was really confusing um and also I think it also just gives you a little line of sight into like athlete mentality as well but apparently the IAAF didn't tell anyone that they were gonna award multiple athlete of the years before they did it and it really like confused the athletes because they were like sitting in the crowd and then one by one they're like names were getting called up as the winner but all of a sudden there's like five of them on stage. And then I i don't know if you saw this, it might've just been on Twitter, but what I saw, which I actually thought was really funny, is like Noah Lyle standing there with the award getting interviewed and he's like not stoked. He's like actively pissed. And it's just like, what the hell happened? Because you don't have the context at that point. But yeah, I think it's like, I think it's a little silly, but at the same time, it's like an award and there's going to be winners and losers. Like, I understand that there were a lot of deserving people this year, but like the Heisman or the Bowerman or MVP, whatever, it's one person. So like, what are we doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't know. Yeah, that's weird.
0: They probably should have. I mean, the easiest way to fix that is just tell them that they're doing multiple awards. Because um, yeah. like, if you think about it in basketball or even like baseball, they'll have like, Offensive player of the year, defensive yeah. player. Then they'll also they, – they should also award, like, an MVP, right? So it's like they should have athlete of the year be, like, a sole award. But I, I don't think it's uncommon to have multiple awards for, like, different disciplines. Um, But I think that's what Noel Lyles had said. Like, he said – obviously he wasn't willing to like talk on it in the moment because he was like i actually just need to like decompress it from the interview i saw was like i still need to decompress or whatever because he's like very dramatic but he was like i agree with the sentiment but i just like don't agree with how they did it and i was like okay yeah, yeah. hearing what what i know now from you i'm like yeah that actually makes sense where he's like they probably should just told them that they were doing this like i don't think it would have yeah
1: dumb machine. machine. Yeah, but to your point, it's also like, yeah, I, I don't actually know how deep those awards go, but yeah, do like a sprinter of the year, a jumper of the year, a track athlete right. of the year, and then you can split it male-female as well, like do a male and female, and then maybe there's a male and female MVP, or maybe there's not, like yeah. maybe there's just one gender like athlete of the year, which is fine, they do that in a lot of different things, like I think they do it in like college football. There's awards for like the quarterback of the year, the running back of the year, and then there's ultimately one person who wins this like bigger award. Um, and yeah, that's fine. I, yeah, it just sounds like it was handled pretty poorly. Um, yeah. Is my main takeaway from all of it. But yeah, really funny to watch that happen. And I think Noah. Ly- I mean, Noah Lyles has like a really legitimate argument for like why he should have been athlete of the year. I think that he. Yeah like i don't think you would have won it if you had to like point blanket i think it's faith that's like you could argue it's faith you could probably argue mondo de and then you could also probably argue the jumper whose name's escaping me who i believe set the world record as well noah crush like the 100 200 double is nuts but he didn't set records in either of them and the other people did so it's like well damn
0: i mean this is the argument that i have and it's not One of my own, but the reason why Mo Farah will never be the GOAT, because it's like, I think you do need to also have records on top of standings in order to sort of like win these overarching awards, which is like, you got to give it to
1: Faith, you got to give it to Mondo before you give it to Noah, but... No, I don't know. I mean... Yeah, it's the same reason you disqualify Jakob, or Jacob, as I need to start calling him, because I think it is it's how it's said him. now. It's like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. I'm going to Jingy is a good nickname, so maybe we stick with that. No, but, like, that's the argument against him, is, like, he didn't win the gold. He had an insane year of record setting, but, like, because he didn't win at Worlds, he's probably not athlete of the year and that's fine yeah yeah totally totally interesting yeah uh, yeah th- there's your like
0: uh <laughs> life of pro uh pro running that you need to know if you're if you're listening to this because i it's so niche like i don't even know if anyone knows that that beef's going down but whatever no it's good beef though it, it's um, entertainment value yeah yeah cool uh <gasps> so what do we have next we've got um We've got a pretty light January, which is nice. Um, I'm gonna be going around uh to our OTQ athletes and uh doing yeah. some awesome uh storytelling with them. I'm really excited to to get in with Durrell and Jackson and Aaron um and Johnny. So that'll be fun. And then we've got trials, all right?
1: Yeah. I think trials is probably our next thing, right? I I'm sure that people listening to the podcast, we don't actually talk about work all that much. Real work, real work is what I would say. It's like just stuff that we're doing, but there is product coming, which is exciting. Um, but yeah, other than that, the next thing that we're doing are the Olympic trials for the marathon down in Orlando. Um, like John said, he's going to be doing some, some storytelling for the, for the airwaves. There might be some, some content hit YouTube, which will be, A fun one to keep an eye on you can preemptively subscribe i think we have a youtube channel already right yeah it exists
0: honestly Uh, it you guys this would be a great moment to uh to say that fast and loose may hang in the balance of of youtube (laughs) i i think rossi and i are gonna are gonna try and save it um i think we're still a very small company and so Anytime that we decide to do a, a major uh project like uh, scaling a YouTube channel or something, you know, there's generally uh, a bandwidth issue. But I think uh, we're gonna try and see it fast and loose. But TBD. If you if you still like to hear from us, uh, I would jump over to YouTube. Um, if you want to continue hearing from us, I don't know, blast the Instagram DMs or something, um, and and we'll stay on. But That's a that's a state of the union address for (laughs) fast and loose for everyone.
1: Exactly. Hey, I'm looking at the YouTube channel right now. It's not that bad. We've got 403 subscribers and most of the videos have over a thousand views. Uh, which is actually this
0: is where I insert like the rap like. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Exactly. No, dude. Yeah. I mean, YouTube will be fun. We'll we'll see how we're doing on the airwaves. But yeah, blow up the DMs. Uh also oh, maybe look for video at some point from us we'll see what happens. We'll figure out the audio. That's what we're promising first and foremost.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we were talking um the other day and we've like actively done everything we can to get people to not listen to this. So um love you immensely if you do keep coming back every ah. every week to three weeks depending on when we're really <laughs> <laughs> Um, no we really do appreciate you guys uh and and we love to uh to talk to you guys through the ether um and we'll hopefully continue doing it but yeah it, you'll definitely see see us on on youtube
1: yeah 2024 will be the year of at least in the short term committing to consistency with fast and loose but uh we we will figure it out we will probably continue to shoot from our hips with it which will be fun it's gonna be cool yeah
0: Um, We sidebarred though. So we're, we're going to trials. Um, This is becoming sort of a thing for us where we, uh, until we have, you know, a hundred million dollars and we can just start like paying like awesome athletes, awesome contracts, um, which I think is all of our end goals uh, to be able to like, you know, have an athlete buy a house off of a, a contract they have from us. Like that'd be great. But until we, we can do that which we can't right now we sort of uh run and gun it with the the sponsorship model and we just give support where we can um we've been doing this since the unsponsored project which Rossi spearheaded last June uh in Eugene and then that kept going into CIM um we'll continue that at this trials and uh and into uh track trials in Eugene um but I'll I'll uh kick it over to you i know I know we're literally (laughs) we're in the planning process right
1: now, but uh, yeah, we're do. No, it's gonna be sick. I think you said it uh, for the what it's worth. Uh, we have what is it, nine athletes that qualified in the end, which has been super super dope, and then like another twenty ish uh, that we were supporting in their attempts to qualify, which has been super, super fun. Um, all of them work full-time jobs are full-time human beings. Like John said, we're not paying anyone a salary that they can live off of. Uh, so really excited to like try and support those individuals in a way that we can, um, which is super, um, super cool. Ooh, I choked on some Captain Crunch that I was eating like half an hour ago, apparently that's okay. Uh, Oh, woo. it's still there. Uh, no, dude, yeah, no, we're struggling over here, man. But no, you're like exactly what you said is kind of the sentiment is like we're excited to, to kind of just like continue to invest in this running community that we think is super powerful. The trials are a specific moment. We've already seen like from us what we've done at Chicago's and New York's and, and Phillies and everything in between. Um, So this is like the Olympic trials are by nature a performance oriented moment, but like the individuals that we are supporting are the individuals that have lives the same way that any other runner does, which is really exciting. Um, Just from like, in our minds, uh, a relatability perspective, like these are very normal human beings that happen to be really fast, uh, which is really cool. So like, we're getting down there. What I will say, and John knows this as well, like we're trying to figure out how we can obviously celebrate and storytell the athletes that we're partnering with and supporting but then the larger uh athlete community as well that idea is still coming to uh coming into fruition or into higher fidelity into fruition is I don't think a real phrase but that's okay uh it might be yeah. yeah it sounds like it but yeah like we we will be down there and if you're coming down to orlando to just come and hang out anyway we will also be doing something definitely to like celebrate during the race um so keep an eye out maybe come hang out go to disneyland uh could be fun we'll make a weekend out of it what we it's the first week first saturday in february which is uh the third february 3rd and everyone should watch it on tv because the race starts at 10 a.m so that everyone can watch it on tv uh or peacock i think it's actually on tv i think that was the whole problem was that like they wanted it to be live on nbc yeah i know that was like the whole thing just Um, a nightmare but no it's gonna be fun
0: yeah i mean really i mean i i'm super stoked on the trials don't get me wrong but like catch me in like morocco in epcot or something <laughs> yeah
1: this, come say what's up <laughs> disneyland dude do the uh the tiktoks where they drink around disneyland or disney world i actually don't know which one it is world but... yeah california's disneyland yeah there you go yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna I be. It's
0: so funny like i i just honestly want to go and see the uh the disney world adults you know it's like a oh yeah sort of thing um I don't know. I don't know if that's like actually fun for them or if it's just like childhood trauma, but maybe both. (laughs) It's
1: a little bit of both. I do. Yeah. I mean, it is. And don't get me wrong. I love a good Disney movie, but like the uh, level of investment that some people have in this stuff is like a little bit beyond me. I mean, everyone has their thing. Obviously, (laughs) I'm just less familiar with what like uh, I probably just did not grow up with it the same way that like other people have grown up with disney being like a a pillar of their lives um so yeah
0: i'm like a roller coaster junkie so i just i want to go to all the roller coasters. like magic kingdom is always my favorite just because yeah it's roller
1: coasters just go hang out on the roller coasters dude that's the the photo shoot that we're gonna do is all the bandit team is gonna get on a roller coaster together and we gotta post a photo with our hands up it's gonna be dope
0: honestly that'd be so fire and then like if we just have them send up, send us like the PDF or something, like, I'm sure we can pay Disney world to be like, I don't want to pay for like a printout. Can you just send me like the OG version and yeah. then we'll just crop, like all of them. And we just ride the ride like 12 times. And it's each yeah. person thing we can do. Damn. All right. I'll That'd take be it. Sick. I'll-, <laughs> I'll pitch it to West and see if he plays.
1: Honestly, it would be fun though. Like, I don't know who's going to be sticking around Sunday. We can find out maybe we can get us all on one of the rides at the same time and try and get a flick uh that'd be sick
0: i wonder how much tickets are to disney world
1: oh i have no idea actually no concept like, uh someone listening to this is getting mad at us for not knowing and know. that's fine and look if you are a disney
0: world adult like shout out to you disney world's the shit it's awesome yeah not, not no knocking disney world all right theme park ticket one day ticket 109 dollars it's, it's like, not bad. It's expensive but like it's really not bad.
1: Yeah. Really I, I thought it would be worse. Maybe that's what I should say. $109 is not nothing, obviously, but like I thought it was going to be like 300 bucks for some reason. So. I
0: mean, I bet you probably they know this. You probably end up spending like 300 like in
1: the Yeah. Park. Um, but once you get in, you're just buying stuff like 100%. the food and the drinks and everything else. It's just that's where you're spending money. But yeah, that's what we're doing. And that's our next thing. I don't, I mean, we don't have to go too far into it, but we do have a lot of our 2024 stuff sorted out, even though I don't actually remember right now, which is why I'm talking slow and trying to pull up our calendar. But what do we do after we've got the trials? We've got Boston. Uh, Boston's going to be a big one, probably what's London. Your, what's your, uh, what's
0: your, your like North Star? You're, you're like light at the end of the tunnel for 24
1: what's like uh the big ones yeah, yeah. or I, I think in the first half boston will be our big one yeah um that was really fun last year like that was a cool one I, know. Uh, I think john and i both ate shake shack every day for like every day a week straight which was bad um i'm gonna go to kava more this year for sure are we
0: are we thinking i guess just prelim, preliminarily I, you're like the best guy to talk to you about this but like initial thoughts do we go back to a like brownstone Or do we find a more like Shopify New York space?
1: Yeah, something cooler. I I think ideally we'd have like a blend. I mean, me and you walked, what was it, to Concepts we went down to the last day or one of the last days? And that was like a really cool space, like multi-story, a little bit just like more unique of a space, which was really cool. Uh, yeah. like our space that we were in i mean everyone that was in boston knows but it was kind of like hole in the wall white box room but like really brownstoney, which was interesting
0: it was great uh, it was just a little. i mean it was it was an awesome space it was just kind of small Like yeah but it felt very boston which i think people appreciated to a certain extent it was like okay we made it our own in there but it still felt like super boston but it was definitely i think we we've outgrown that space
1: yeah. If we went back there, it would be like problematic with the amount of space that we had. So we're going to need to, we definitely, I, I do think we'll still be on Boylston if you ask me right now, but, uh, or not Boylston, whatever that
0: New Inver, street that we were Newberry. on
1: was. Newberry. Yeah, I think is what it was. It's the street next to Boylston um, where all the big shops are. But yeah, we probably get something bigger on there. Hopefully again, not directly next to Shake Shack uh yeah. or maybe hopefully depending on who you're asking but that i mean that'll be our big one for the spring like getting through that one will be that that'll be a fun moment let me yeah. say because it is it. like That's those it. are always good energy we are talking about doing london nothing's confirmed just yet but we might be in london uh which would be really really cool as well
0: it be fun yeah yeah i'm excited for i'm I'm just i love going to these majors right like i I think the uh the energy is so different, but so similar at the same time. It's just really fun for me personally to see the majors. Um, so I'm excited about those. I think I'm really stoked on hopefully a race that we'd like some new iteration of Sea Dog, I think. And yeah. Then, um, I'm I'm gonna really push that one. I think it could be super awesome, whether it's like with Noah again or not, but TBD on that. But I'm sure if you listen to this pod, um, you will be on the short list for some sort of like first invite. <laughs> uh, I feel like it's a lot of the like OGs or homies who listen here. So, um, hopefully we can put on another awesome race in the summertime.
1: Yeah. Maybe this is also the the viewer hack right here. It's like, we yeah. just talked about 18 different things that no one actually knows about yet yeah Uh, yeah sick like you guys know first which is great (laughs) this is this is actually just another one of our experience meetings (laughs) yeah it turns out that it's just a brainstorm session that like no one else is aware that we're doing half of these things that would actually be really funny if we committed to something on the pod that like no one else knew about unless someone walks into the office and they're like hey i heard you and tim talking about this (laughs) like we're doing that (laughs) <laughs> that'd be uh, sick
0: you can drop like a uh, early access codes or something in i mean hey that's a growth hack for sure i bet more people will listen if they can get access to something
1: oh definitely
0: everyone's selfish to some extent
1: yeah and it's also just like you're you're the insiders this is also like we're not super organized about what we're talking about on here anyway so like we can just shoot from the hip and like that's that's kind of what we're doing we don't know what we're doing yet, but uh that's what's going to be happening i mean this one this one honestly had a decent flow on it i was pretty excited (laughs) oh dude we had so much yeah that's i mean you have some creative campaign stuff which i i know we what our drops in march is our first spring drop next year is it mid february 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 yeah mid february
0: uh, yeah i don't know i see this one where i can get into some trouble with uh with west so um Oh, yeah! Don't it. drop, drop, uh, drop too much. No, um, no, we're excited. I think we're we're bringing back some like familiar faces, um, for twenty twenty four, uh, which I think this is going to be really awesome. And, uh yeah, we're just excited to like try some funky shit. Um, yeah, we're we're shooting our spring campaign Feb one. Um, we've batted around a couple ideas, but yeah i don't know i'm not gonna let the cat out the bag there but uh february 15th if you keep hitting our website and you're not finding anything you want uh which is possibly a theme right now um february 15th we've got a uh, crazy line coming ardith and ali absolutely nailed it um and abby and grace and nicole so yeah that's coming I'm yeah lots, lots of
1: fun stuff yeah now it's gonna be fun like we're gonna have product depending on what size you are you might not be able to find anything right now so uh that's a good problem for us to have but we'll we'll get more stuff for you guys soon
0: yeah there's gonna be some new stuff coming possibly like some rib i don't know
1: yeah there's some cool shit yeah, exactly. <laughs> what does that even mean? Uh no, nah, people are gonna be stoked. I actually think that people are gonna be really, really pumped on it as well. Like I think it's a lot of the stuff that like a, a lot of new iterations of stuff that we've heard people be super excited about from us. So uh yeah, I always like new stuff as well, just new energy, which also like I've been living in the wool stuff since we got to Portland, which is great. It's nice and cozy. Yeah, the wool's cozy. The wool is cozy. See, I've been wearing a
0: ton of our like sets, so I'll do like the wool top and bottom. Or like my favorite set is like, Artif kills me every time, but it's like the original Speed Project, like a top it's and my bottom. pants. Bro, I love that shit. It's so good. Uh, <gasps> but I just I'm gonna keep hounding Artif to make more sets because I think they're fire.
1: Yeah, hey, the
0: product insights. If anyone's listening, make yeah. more sets. Yeah, yeah, more sets. More sets for the boys, more sets for the girls. We love them. Can't go wrong. All right, dude. Well,
1: um I think we're we're pretty solid here. Um We're done for 2024 or 2023. We're done for 2024.
0: Not for 2024. We'll see y'all in
1: 25. <laughs> We've uh, recorded them all.
0: Yeah. But, but yeah, I think for Fast and Loose in 2024, we uh will be more consistent we'll have better audio hopefully have like cooler guests so you don't have to listen to my voice all the time um, which inherently sucks i get it um and yeah it, it'll be fun i think we're gonna we're gonna try our best so um thanks for listening in 2023 guys we appreciate it
1: big dog <laughs> big dog name of the year dude name of the year
0: <laughs> you, love a, you love a buzzer beater meme of the year too um All right, well, to all my big dogs out there, peace. I
2: heard that you settled down, that you found a girl in your married night. I heard that your dreams came true. Guess she gave you things to you old friend why are you so shy ain't like you to hold back or hide from the light I hate to turn up out of the blue uninvited but I couldn't stay away I couldn't fight it I had hoped you'd see my face and that you'd be reminded that for me it isn't over. Never. Cares, regrets and mistakes, their memories made. Who would have known how bitter, sweet.